1: Right now, this is uh, an old friend. He is great at what he does. Not good, great CNBC. Been uh, coming on with me and Bernie forever. Back to the image days, now me and Bernie. And uh, loves you too, Lou Rufino. I know you love Ron Insano. No, he's
0: a great guy. He is a him. great guy. Yeah.
1: And uh, making his way back to the Bernie and Sid show with Sid and Frank Morano, our friend Ron Insano. Good morning, Ronnie. How are you, pal?
2: <laughs> how are you? I know. It's great to hear Lou's voice. I mean, I knew him when he was a small child. The last time I spoke to him.
0: <laughs> yeah, pick me up off the streets. He still
1: looks like a small child. He's, he looks great, <laughs> God bless him, and he's going to be 57 years old. But uh, it's great to have Put you away. back. You know, before we get into the, the conversation about what's going on today, you know, I I, uh, I became aware of this um, this whole stock market deal in 1963 with a guy named Tito DeAngelis. I don't know how, Ron, but I became aware of it. And then I started, I'm not sure <laughs> you know about this, this whole soybean scandal? So um, A little bit. A little bit. So, the bigger question is when you look at all the scandals Bernie Madoff, Milken, Enron, all these scandals over the years that have plagued the markets what really is the biggest one, just in terms of money?
2: Uh, well, I'd have to say it's long term capital management and, and it's collapse which was in the trillions and trillions of dollars. In terms of the kind of absolute value of the derivative contracts that they had used, I was told by somebody involved in unwinding all of it that the the, the pure amount of money at risk was was staggering and beyond belief. Now,
1: now what year was that?
2: uh, That was 1998.
1: 1998. Wow.
2: Russia collapsed, uh, defaulted on its external debt. The ruble fell. Long-term capital was this hedge fund run by a gentleman by the name of John Merriweather who was made famous in the book Liar's Poker by Michael Lewis. He had worked at Solomon Brothers and then put on these massive trades with derivatives that anticipated a, if you will, a convergence of interest rates around the world, and instead they, they diverged dramatically. He kept doubling down on the bet and almost blew up the U.S. banking system. Wow. How
1: about that? 1998, just 24 years ago. Well, you mentioned Russia. Let's get right to the biggest story in the world today, the Russia-Ukraine deal, sanctions, energy prices. What are we looking at with this awful war in the Ukraine?
2: Well, we just got a very strange headline, uh, and my colleagues on CNBC started talking about it because the stock market just popped. We were up as much as 500 Dow points. We're up about 400 now. Uh, it's a single headline. I have not been able yet to find its origin, but Vladimir Putin apparently said this morning that there were some positive shifts in talks with Ukraine. Now, we don't know what that means. Has Zelensky offered to you know, never join NATO or give up certain territories in exchange for security guarantees? We don't have any details right now, but that's what's going on. If that's not true and if, and if the war lingers on, then we have – sanctions that will deepen against Russia. Russia is starting to talk about retaliatory sanctions, not selling lumber outside of Russia. Russia has obviously huge forests and is a huge lumber exporter, wheat exporter, corn exporter, uh, neon gas that's used in making semiconductors. So it, it could get a lot worse and it puts upward pressure on inflation, which is already sitting at a 40-year high.
0: Now, you mentioned, uh, Ron, it's Frank Moreno, It's great to talk with you again. You, um, you, you mentioned the inflation being at a 40-year high. These numbers that came out yesterday, that is before taking into account yes. the recent uptick in energy prices, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. And now, a couple of days ago, oil was at $137 a barrel, which was $10 shy of the 2008 record. We're back to 108 So there's extraordinary volatility in oil right now, and so we don't know where it settles. But yeah, all the, the, the consumer price data that we got yesterday is pre-Ukraine so we've seen things like lumber we've seen and you know and rents irrespective of what's going on in russia rents continue to climb around the com- country and that's that's a big input energy obviously has has spiked and and gasoline prices alone have gone up 75 cents a gallon at least since putin invaded ukraine so yeah there's still there's still more painful numbers to come
1: you know you say since putin uh invaded ukraine and You know, you and I, you can't get closer, uh, but I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear about COVID. Truth is, this was in the making before, closing the Keystone Pipeline, relying on foreign nations to give us oil, all this nonsense. And, and yes, they've done a very good job, this administration, specifically Saki, of all of a sudden making it about Putin. Before, it was about supply chain issues. It was about COVID. Let's be honest here, Ron. What's the issue? What's the issue?
2: Okay, let's, let's let's go back to February of 2020. Where was inflation?
1: Where was it? it wasn't where it is under, now,
2: under two percent right okay let's where was growth around two and a half percent where where was you know the the labor market perfectly fine the unemployment rate was you know below four percent then we had the pandemic which created. Multiple disturbances in the economy, both domestically and globally. Disrupted supply chains. Uh, That is all true. By
1: the way, explain to me, because that's all true about the pandemic. When Donald Trump, that December before he left office, did the GNP not go up in in, in massive, massive percentage numbers? Am I missing something?
2: (laughs) No, yeah, you're missing something. What is it? GDP. Nothing. GDP under Trump was about equal to Obama for all four years, matched, you know. Straight up. Right before you so left
1: was, office in December, when things started looking really, really ugly, did that number not spike to a number that no one could have predicted? Nobody?
2: No. In fact, we started to contract, manufacturing started to contract because of the China tariffs uh, at the end of President Trump's term, and that slowed the rate of GDP growth. Last December, just 2021, GDP was up about 6%. Not not when Trump was in office.
0: Ron, let me ask you about something that's potentially even more polarizing than uh, the Trump versus Biden issue. And, I, and I'm, I'm not talking about the debate over uh, daylight saving time. I'm talking about uh, cryptocurrency as try, as hard as I've tried. I can't wrap my head around cryptocurrency. What exactly did the president do with respect to cryptocurrency this week? And why are the Bitcoin people and the crypto people so excited and so bullish over it?
2: I haven't figured that part out yet. I mean that that um, the president uh, you know suggested or or, or ordered a study, a, a deeper dive, if you will, into the impact of cryptocurrency, how it's used, um and whether or not it should be regulated further. Um, I think in in one respect, I think in the crypto world, they may be looking for rules of the road, if you will, that are clearer than what exists now. I don't see any of this as being necessarily positive. They're also looking at whether or not the Federal Reserve would launch a so-called central bank digital currency, a CBDC, which I'm not in favor of. I I don't – listen, I've been studying this for a while now. I don't understand the the use case for Bitcoin, and then there are 12,000 cryptocurrencies that exist beyond Right, uh, Sid but, and I are starting I,
0: I, our own. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, as well as you should. Why not? Yeah,
2: Citizens United, you know, <laughs> coin. Um. Well Played done,
0: it.
1: Ronnie. That's a good job. Great See, that's this, this my yeah. boy, Ronnie. It's called China. Frankly Citizen. Tied there to, you tie go. Tie it <laughs> to
2: the book, man. To the book. It book. They should pay you in Bitcoin. Uh, you're in the book. No, uh, they, they, no, they're uh, not going to yeah. pay
1: me in Bitcoin. We've been over that. But they actually asked, I think, right. at one point, believe it or not. They actually did <laughs> ask. <laughs> so we're leaving that to Eric Adams. <laughs> to Look at Eric Adams. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly.
2: <laughs> no, but the underlying blockchain technology is extremely important because it will reduce the cost of financial transactions, make them more secure. Ethereum is most closely tried to blockchain. I, I just don't understand. I think I still think cryptocurrencies, and I may in the long run be wrong, I think it's a, a solution in search of a problem. The Although dollar's I,
1: just fine. Yes, uh, all of you folks, including Ron Insana, Frank Morano, Justin Ellick, Lou Ruffino, Luca Grano, all in the book, which you should pre-order today at Amazon.com. So you know, Ronnie, that you're very close with me and Danielle. We've had enough of New York City, and uh, we're leaving. I'm actually leaving on March 25th, two weeks from today. But we wanted to make sure that we got our deal done before the Federal Reserve really raised those uh, those rates, which I guess, uh, according to you, may happen as early as next week. So it looks like we got our place in the nick of time, yes?
2: Did you get it in New Jersey?
1: Not New Jersey. I'm not coming back now. Okay. Right, because
2: <laughs> if my wife's a real estate agent, I would have been extremely pissed. Uh, All I, right, I, so.
1: Listen, if okay. I was going to Jersey, trust me, I would have gone to your wife. I know exactly what she does. I love your wife, but it's not New Jersey. No, no.
2: Uh, Okay, fine. So, yes, next Wednesday, the Federal Reserve is going to raise rates by a quarter point to try to put a dent in inflation. And they're likely to raise rates for much of the remainder of the year if these numbers don't start coming down. So if if this war in Ukraine lingers and Russia, you know, you starts with retaliatory sanctions and we put more sanctions on Russia and, and supply chains are further disrupted, then prices stay elevated and the Fed keeps raising rates. But that process begins As Jay Powell, the chairman of the Fed, told us recently, next Wednesday. Quarter point hike and then we'll see what happens from there.
0: Very quickly Ron, you talk about retaliatory mm-hmm. sanctions. One of the things we're seeing is all these American companies, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan Chase, McDonald's, Starbucks pull out of Russia. Putin is actually now threatening to take over some of the assets of these American and multinational companies that are in Russia. How much of a concern is that? If you have stock in one of these companies that's pulling out of Russia, do you need to worry that Putin's going to take over a big chunk of their assets.
2: Yeah, I mean, now now some of those uh, operations are franchised in Russia, you know, but McDonald's has talked about suspending operations and all of its, I believe it's 578 uh, stores in, in Russia. Yeah, look, I mean, if if you want to live through 1917 again and the rough, Russian Revolution where they nationalized foreign companies back then, you know, this is what he's talking about. And so it's it would not be good. The other thing that would result from this was that you would not see uh, any foreign dollars and I ever is a long time, but it would be quite a long time before foreign investors ever took risks in Russia again. They'd be on their own. Last, so, okay. And they already yeah. are. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, Last 30 seconds, if things don't improve and this news about Putin is not right today, uh, two words you don't want to hear, inflation recession. Uh, can you uh, see any scenario, Ron and Santa, where inflation hits double digits and we are, in fact, mired in a real recession?
2: Double digits, I, 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 well, listen, it's not necessarily extremely hard to, to go there from here since we're at nearly 8%, but I would hope not. I think some of the inflation pressures will ease. I do think if the Fed raises rates too much and this war lingers on, the risk of recession later in the year goes up to you know 50%. Wow. Right now it's not happening, but the economy is slowing down a bit. We're starting to see that with consumers, although very quickly, I was in Orlando the other day for a speech. You would not believe how packed the airport was! It was a fifty-minute wait to get through security.
1: Oh, I know, oh, I know. Did you wear a mask? If so, yeah, <laughs> Of course, you did. <laughs> you, do you wear a mask? Uh, I, do you store a mask everywhere you go? Why? How does that go with you? I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> it's one of those Mike Myers I it masks. If, if I'm
2: going to be near any one of you or your friends, right. I'm absolutely wearing a mask. Yeah, you may <laughs> so, as well wear, you no, should
1: no. wear two or three if it's me or my friends.
2: <laughs> I, I know. I know. Yeah, I wear actually a full-body suit. When I'm around you guys.
1: <laughs> hey, Ronnie, I love you. Excellent job this as is always. Too, Thank man. you for coming out with me and Frank. You were great this morning. Thank you so much. Have a good weekend.
2: You might love to Bernie. All right. Be well, there.
1: You got it, pal. There he is. CNBC's Ron inside of.